I came to that really the long, difficult way by experiencing burnout uh, early in my career. I was practicing even before I finished my residency. I had my two children actually when I was a medical student. And for me, it was a struggle between work and wanting to be with my kids more and feeling like I didn't have any kind of power to make those choices. Welcome to the Real Estate Mogul MD Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and taking control of your financial future. This is a show where we not only motivate and inspire, we give you actionable, real-world experience to help you live life by design. You'll hear journeys and stories from other physicians, investors, coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs. And now, here's your host, Brett Riggins. In this episode, we sit down with Dr. Jen Barna, a board-certified practicing physician and host of the top-ranked Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. Jen has pioneered a groundbreaking movement by creating Doc Working, a platform that helps physicians reshape their lives, equipping them with the tools to rediscover purpose, balance, and fulfillment. Please welcome Dr. Jen Barna to the show. All right, Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you for your time today. It's terrific to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Brett. So uh, just a little, I love the the pre the pre recording discussions that we have, and just kind of touching on those. I think you you brought up a great point, and I, I'm I'm excited to dive into it about um, whether our guests are actually in real estate or they're not in real estate. And uh, the name of the show is Real Estate Mogul MD. And what I was um, saying before is that. I think it's best to hear from both sides of the spectrum to really give, to share that perspective of, um, I'm just getting started. I'm thinking about real estate. I want nothing to do with real estate or I'm an avid investor or I'm a landlord. I'm a tired of it. I just think hearing all of those things are great. So that's where we're going to jump into today. But getting there, I want to learn more about you and your journey in medicine so far. So if you could tell us just a little bit about where you've started, Jan, Jen, and I apologize, and where where you're at now with medicine. Well, I am a practicing physician. I'm a radiologist, and I am not a real estate investor per se, although I have invested in real estate some over the years. But what I am is a big um pro, I, I'm a big supporter of physicians and other healthcare professionals taking the steps to get themselves into a place of financial security which I know if you're listening and maybe you're not a physician you may think to yourself well physicians have a good income like why wouldn't they be in a place of financial security but so many of us are starting with a huge amount of debt We've never had any training in how to build financial security and even maybe never stopped to think about what does financial security mean to me personally? Where is the safety zone? What is that number and how do I figure out what that needs to be for me? How much is enough to make me feel safe, to make me feel like I can make choices, I have options? And that is something that's really important to me. And ultimately, 
uh, I ended up starting a company called Doc Working, where I bring resources to physicians and other healthcare providers to help them to put themselves in the best place possible uh, to be able to move forward in a way that creates meaning in their lives and gives them a sense of security. So I came to that really the long, difficult way by experiencing burnout uh, early in my career. I was practicing uh, even before I finished my residency. I had my two children actually when I was a medical student. And for me, it was a struggle between work and wanting to be with my kids more and feeling like I didn't have any kind of power to make those choices. And ultimately, I decided to try to step outside of medicine and learn how to develop side incomes. And I became really interested in the financial independence retire early movement, which is a movement um, that has become popular over the years to help uh, for people who are interested in getting to a point where they have the financial resources to be able to walk away if they want to from their careers. What happened to me that I did not expect was that once I began exploring that and began getting to that place, I actually came back to the purpose, finding the purpose in the work that I do as a physician and really have enjoyed my career in a, in a way that I couldn't before going through that whole experience. There is a lot there to unpack, Jen. So... First of all, burnout to fire is what I heard there. Burnout to fire. And then that acronym FIRE, you know, I've heard a lot that financial independence, retire early. Um, I kind of always joke around saying that I retired a while ago because I, I get to live my passion. Like we're speaking here in the middle of the afternoon. Um, I'm, I'm just doing what I, I love to do, connecting with people, helping people. And, uh, I, this is my profession, you know, so I tell everybody that I've retired already because I've hit that passion point for me. And it sounds like, um, you as well, Jen, where you've, you've been able to come back to that. So in this direction uh, from medicine to where you're at now, finding this niche so you can help others find this path. And first of all, we need to realize what that is. And, uh, you know, I, I think we've talked about this a lot where physicians are going to share this very similar path. You, you spend a lot of time in education and we actually call it an education career, a career education. And as soon as you start working, you have little to no income, little, no income sometimes, right? And you're, you're, um, building up this debt. So you've gotten little to, to no income, high debt. And then when you do start making money, you're making a, a lot of money, you're a high income earner, high income potential. And then you're starting to get taxed massively as well, too. And the things that you don't pick up along the way are some of the things that we talk about here. Um, and I call it different buckets. You know, in one of these buckets, uh, it needs to be you and your, um, you know, your, your mindfulness of yourself right? Of being that happiness. I call it my love bucket, right? I want to make sure that my love bucket is full. 
The other one, the money bucket, um, understanding that we have massive holes in these buckets of uh, interest, of taxes, and a lot of physicians are alike in, in sharing this journey with you. Um, but if we don't talk about it, then we don't get to understand the first piece of all of this is self-realization. As soon as I can figure out what I don't know, then I can start learning, right? And I never want to, I never want to stop learning what I don't know. It's so important. Conversations like this, um, give us the ability to share that. So we have a love bucket, the money bucket, and, um, just finding this path forward that allows us to line these things up and keep filling our buckets, right? Um, in your path, then, um, kind of in that burnout piece, did you find yourself, where did you find yourself in that uh, spectrum? Uh, you probably were, you know, a W-2, high income, lots of demand on your time. You had family, so it was pulling you away from that. So your love bucket was probably um, not being filled completely. You weren't able to fill, fulfill that passion piece, right? Yeah, I think you you explain it really well in, in terms of separating out these different buckets that, mm -hmm. that we can place our priorities. in. That's a formal, formal word that I use there. So I like it. That's a great analogy. And also I like what you said about the fire, you know, financial independence, retire early movement, because really it's a misnomer. It's not really, about retiring early per se, it's more, in fact, I like to call it Fiore, which is financial independence with the option to retire early mm. for physicians, especially because the idea is to just get yourself into a, a place where you are back in control and you can make decisions and you don't feel trapped. Because I think feeling trapped is what can lead us to burning out. And that can happen for financial reasons and that can happen for emotional reasons that relate to just feeling like you have a lack of control in your own schedule, even though you may enjoy the work, if you, whatever it is you enjoy doing outside of work, if you don't balance the work with taking care of yourself and putting emphasis on good relationships outside of work, and all of the things that you need to do to actually re-energize yourself and keep yourself feeling whole, which we're basically trained to, to not do. We're trained to neglect ourselves. We're trained out of self-care somehow, even though we're trained into caring for other people. And so that's something that I think as a lot of us as physicians have to have to learn or relearn. And you're also right that we often don't talk about it because we look around at each other and we think everyone else has got it figured out. And so we don't want to be the one who doesn't have it figured out. We don't want to admit our vulnerability. So that can be difficult for us. And I think that when people are looking for ways to make income outside of their work in the healthcare sector, that's a way that is a path to reaching to solving the financial insecurity problem. So that if you are in a job where you need to negotiate a different schedule, or you need to negotiate 
some time off or, or something that's going to work better for you as a whole person, then you can feel emboldened and feel safe in doing that. So I love what the work that you're doing to help people get to that, that place of security. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for me, it's just a joy. Like um, I've said it often on the show, kind of like the gift of gab, just being able to talk, but, but I'm a, I'm a lifetime student though, too. So each experience that's shared that we get to share, I learn so much. I absorb so much. And um, you know, when I say things, I hear things. So not the, not for the first time, but maybe they sound different when I say them because like, wait a second, I'm saying that. So when we talk about this, we know, we know we need different or diverse streams of income, multiple streams of income. I know I need to, to make passive income, air quotes for our listeners out there, throw my fingers in the air. We know this, right? So we'll keep saying this. But if, if I, when I talk about that, now I'm, I'm hearing myself say that. And that becomes a point for me to be able to say, wait a second, what does that mean? So I would push further down into that and say, why? Why? If I, I want to understand why I want multiple streams of income or why do I want my time back? Because what are we going to do with our time? And if you think about it, then finding that that's this journey where the ultimate outcome for me, Jen, is like I have an analogy. If you've ever seen anybody search for water with two like bent coat hangers or two pieces of metal, right? You ever seen this story where you've got your two, uh, two pieces of metal pointing straight out. And as you go over a water line for the listeners, I'm, I've got my fingers pointed forward, my two pointers fingers. And I'm, as you go over this water line, my two fingers will cross like this. The, the two metals will actually cross when you're over the water line. I don't know if this is true or not, but this is a great perspective is if you're finding this point, this path of, of where your why aligns with your given uh, gifts, right? This path is where your passion is one of these things and the wealth generation or the wealth is that other one. So when you find this path of, of things that are, that are right, then your, your wealth generation and your passion align. And then that's that, that point where we can understand, well, why do I want to do this? What am I going to do with my time? Who do I want to be around? Who do I want to help? And when these things align, it's just an absolute blessing to be in that point where you can say, well, I don't want to retire. I just, I want to do something different. So um, you started this platform. It's called docworking.com, D-O-C-W-O-R-K-I-N-G.com. And I love it because we're doing similar things where you're helping, you're giving back to physicians and understanding there's more to it, right? You said that you're trained to basically become a machine, whether you're double W-2, whether you're private practice, whatever you're doing, you're a high output machine. Um, and I find ourselves, you don't have to be a physician to do this as a high performer. I find ourselves creating these scenarios that, that uh, eat us. They, 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 they will kill us. Um, because we keep putting in, giving in, giving in. Don't say no. I can do this. I've got this. I can do this better. Let me do this. Um, so limiting, uh, ourselves from delegating, from trusting, from building our teams, and we're creating these paths that really affect us. And ultimately it comes back to understanding what we want to do. And I love about your platform is right out of the front. It's, it's setting those things out there that, that we don't talk about a lot. Our well being, you know, our finances, our lifestyle, and then our work. Absolutely. I, I think we're 
all guilty of that, no matter what our career is, the way our culture is now, but it seems to be amped up for, Mm -hmm. for physicians. It's every, everything that we are basically trained so that whatever we're asked to do, we will do it. If we need to add on more work, at the end of the day, if we need to take an extra shift after working a 10 hour shift, if we need to work through the weekend, whatever the case may be, we're basically trained that it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a bravado culture, you know, yeah, I can take it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And that's wonderful in a way. It's wonderful when you're training that you can get that continuity of care and, and learn so much in such a short period of time. But it's not sustainable. It's not realistic. And medicine has changed so much in the past couple of decades. I think the old model that we have where that kind of system worked was a really a a different time because now we're also working at a rapid pace. We're seeing more cases as quickly as we can. And we're being pushed like, okay, now if you can see that many cases, now we want you to see a higher number of cases. It sounds like corporate to me. That's yeah, it, it, yeah. Well, a lot of the decisions are being made yeah. by corporate and sometimes they are not, they're not connected. You know, the right hand and the left hand are not really understanding each other's perspective and mm-hmm. the reality. I'm sure it's the same for physicians understanding the corporate perspective. We don't really understand why decisions are getting made other than to make money. But what we're doing, we're not doing it from the place of wanting to make money, we're doing it. We came to this because we want to try to help patients and care for people. And so it can feel there's a lot of talk about moral injury because it can feel like you're not doing what you came here to do when you're being rushed. You know, you're trying, you, you want to take the time to spend whatever time you need with each patient, but you're, you know, you're always being rushed. And so these kinds of things. And then if you're in the habit of accepting this extra meeting and that extra meeting and be on this committee and that committee. And yes, you do have to do some of that, but in reality, you do have more choice maybe than you realize. And that is something where maybe as as you may have alluded to there, I think some coaching can actually really come in handy. And one thing that I think is an important point and a a paradigm shift that we need to have in medicine is that we can all benefit from having trusted thinking partners and having coaches in a way that, you know, coaching should not be something that is only for someone who's headed for a crisis or only for someone who has a problem to resolve. Coaching can actually benefit us when we're already doing things pretty well. And then maybe we want to just take it to the next level, or maybe we want to, accomplish a specific goal and we want to accelerate our progress to get there. It's actually a way to streamline your, your process to get to the place you want to be. And so there are resources out there and there are ways that we as physicians can learn to set boundaries, learn to say no to some things to make time for other things that are more important to us personally. And I think what you're talking about with a, being able to have a passive income stream, I'm not sure. 
I think you said in air quotes because we both know there's nothing that's truly passive, I guess, other than maybe investing in the stock market if you just set it and forget it. But that, uh, the ability to make time for that, one thing I hear people say over and over again is, I know I need this, but I don't know how to fit it in. I don't know how to make time for it. And taking advantage of resources that that are proven to work to get yourself to a place where you can reach the priorities that are important to you, whether that is investing in real estate, doing something that you may enjoy outside of medicine and may benefit you to also be in a place of financial security. Those are the kinds of things that are very possible, but sometimes it's just hard for us to figure out how to do that on our own. And there are, there are a lot of resources out there. And so what I was, what I've tried to do is just put them into one place so that people can easily go there, get what they need, and they don't have to take a lot of time trying to find those resources scattered all over. And you're talking about docworking.com, right? That's where the, you have the resources combined. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a platform with some resources available, and then uh, the podcast itself, docworking, the whole physician podcast, is a, a podcast where we talk about these issues. I bring in experts, I bring in coaches, and I'm excited to have you on the podcast in an upcoming episode talking about real estate investment, which is something that a lot of our listeners are very interested in. And the coaching piece that, that, um, that you talked about, Jen, is, is very important. And I'm finding myself talking more about this perspective when it comes to finances, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to coaching, everything, proactive versus reactive. And when you said that you don't need to be in a crisis situation, you don't need to be, you know, stumbling, you can be, and it's even in my life, looking back, those moments that I've invested into masterminds, I've surrounded myself with people that are already doing what I want to do. That's where the exponential growth comes in. And the beautiful part of that, Jen, is it's just not on that specific thing because it's me as a person. And if I'm going for whether real estate investing or leadership or whatever, I become a better husband. I become a better father. I become a better friend. All of these things based off of those um, instances, those triggering points uh, in my life. And that's because it's proactive, not reactive. So taxes, whatever leadership, it's proactive versus reactive. And it's great coaching, surrounding yourself with um, people who have the experience and the ability to elevate you as a person in as a whole is, is really important. I hear this a lot to Jen, where it's, I've been thinking about real estate or I want to do it. I just don't have the time or I don't have the money. Um, how do I do this? How, 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 and you touched on it. Um, and I was going to, I was hoping that you would say, you would tell someone, well, you make it priority when you make things a priority, not have multiple priorities. When you have a priority, it's not plural. You have a priority. You give it attention. It's not time that things are, that things are starving for. It's attention. It's pure, um, intentional focus. When, when something is an absolute priority, you have the ability to focus that thing. And when you give something energy, it grows, whether it's good or bad, it's going to grow. Real estate being one of these things 
where you hear a lot of times, uh, I've been thinking about this, I want to do this. In your experience um, on the doc working platform, what do you think is the the most um, most heard, most said? Uh, I'm going to put my air quotes again for excuse for why are you not investing in real estate? And it could be single family, multifamily. I mean, you could be something as limited partner. You know, why? Wh- what's keeping physicians from investing in real estate? I think the biggest thing I hear is time. I hear people say all the time that they would like to accomplish any specific thing. Again, whether it's investing in real estate or getting into something that is important to them. And yet they feel like they don't have enough time and they're interested in time management. And I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said um, that, how we choose to spend our time when we're really focusing on a goal is different. And that's such a great point because there's 24 hours in a day. And whether you realize it or not, you're choosing how you're spending that time. And if you are not focused on what's important to you, then you may not be aware of it, but you have, you may be choosing during the course of that day to do a lot of things that aren't important to you that you could where you could be cutting those things out and focusing on something that's more important to you. That's a real top priority. And so there, the time is set. We're not going to get more hours in the day, but, and I, I credit one of our coaches, Jill Farmer, who's a really considered to be a national time management expert for, for really teaching me this concept that what we do and how we choose to spend our time whether we're taking making the effort to con- to be conscious of of that or not we are still making choices so if you want to make choices that actually lead you towards something that you care about such as starting a whole new project like a real estate investment side career then it, it takes the commitment and something else is going to have to give. And there probably are things that you really don't care that much about that could be the first things off the list if you're aware that you, you're, you're able to cross those off. And I think the thing about working with a coach or working with a partner, if you have a really good friend who could be objective, I think is the, the objectivity. It's, it's difficult sometimes for us to see in ourselves where those things are, but someone else can sort of tease that out of us. It's, it's, it's within us. The answers are within each of us, but it can be helpful if you have someone that you can have those conversations with who can help to tease that out and help you to make that decision to make that commitment. If, if you really are interested in getting started in real estate investment, then, and you're wondering what's been holding you back then finding an accountability partner who can help you to sort through that because sometimes what what's holding you back may be not what you think it is. There may be mm-hmm. something kind of buried in there that you need to work through and, and they can help you to figure out what that is and then how to take some action steps to get past it. That's a great point. Um, and that, that question that I would ask then following up is, you know, well, I don't have time. Okay. We go through that and I hear that. 
But then, then I would ask the question, well, what if you did have time, what would be keeping you from, from investing, whether it's in single family, whether it's passive active, whatever. So just keep walking yourself down this line. I think you make a great point, Jen, when you say, um, an accountability partner, again, expanding your association. Don't be afraid to get outside of the physician world and build those relationships with other people as well, too. Along with that comes a caution. Um, people are going to put, they are going to show you what they want you to see. So be cautious on that. Um, but that those relationships can help you make those moves. And it m- reminded me of something called the Jahara window. I don't know if you're aware of the Jahara window, Jen. Have you no, ever heard of that? Please, please explain it to me. So it's like a quadrant. There are four sections in these things. And um, uh, the breakout, not particularly, don't have it in front of me right now. But the things that, that stand out to me the most are, say, in one quadrant is the things that you and I both know about me. Right. So uh, maybe it's my name. You know, my name. I know my name. That's in one quadrant. But then in another quadrant, there's the things that I know about me that you don't know about me. Right. So maybe right now, without any research, I'm in South Carolina. Maybe you didn't know that right now. So that could be in that window. It gets really interesting then where we go into this other quadrant where there's something that you know about me that I don't know about myself. So that's where you have this accountability partner where they can see it. It's perspective. They're seeing something. They're hearing me say something. They're seeing my uh, upcon- or subconscious, unconscious tendencies, right? And then they can um, mirror those back to us. And then, then the fourth quadrant, Jen, is this one that neither of us know about me. So those are the things that, that could be completely subconscious or unconscious that I'm doing. So that's the Jahara window. And when you have a, a good team or partners around us, we can start getting to that first point of self-development, which is self-realization. And through that Jahara window, understanding that there are things that we do that we don't know that we do, that other people could help us with and make us, uh, help us make progress faster. Absolutely. And having just heard of this for the first time reminds me how this is a process that never ends. I am always learning something new. And even when I hear the same or read the same material, take the same course again, hear the coaches talk on the same topic again, I continue to hear it in a different way and it'll strike me. I'll understand it on a level that I didn't understand before. And I think um, this is, that's a beautifully, um, a beautifully, designed way of understanding ourselves and how someone outside can help us to discover areas that we, we don't even know, you know, where we have potential. So that's a window you would love. And that's a window you would hate as well, too, because no matter what, there's always a challenge hidden in there, but it can be, oh, there's, there's so many things. Um, in the first, um, design build company that I had uh, partnered with a long time ago, um, I was invited as, you know, I was just graduated college and come through and started swinging a hammer at $13 an hour. And then by year five, year three, I was in as a profit partner in the company. So it was a quick progression, but it was a small family held company. 
Um, it was just amazing opportunity. I was invited onto the administration team and just, I got to learn so much, but that was one of the biggest takeaways was that Jahara window piece. Because when I went in there, I was, I was performing every high performance. I was black and white. You do your job. If you didn't do your job, I don't know what your problem is. Get in, do your job. So I didn't have like my Jahara window scenario was like this relationship side. No, even though I didn't have direct, um, authority over anybody, I was a leader. Right. And that's something that I, I didn't see, but everybody else was seeing. So that was in that piece of the jar window. And like I say, it's, it's a window, the four, the quadrants you love and the quadrants you hate too, that help you get to make this progress in your life. And we've talked about it going from where you're at to where you want to be. First of all, understanding where you're at. Second of all, understanding, standing where you want to go. And then third, understanding why you want to get there. Keep asking why, keep asking why. You've talked a little bit, Jen, about um, real estate, and I'm excited to 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 learn a little bit more about what's your background in real estate. Well, one of the things that one of the other things that motivated me to start doc working was making all of the classic mistakes that physicians make in finances along the way. So I have owned real estate. I have owned it. Um, a duplex that we intended to turn into an income property. And I've also owned houses that were what I felt after we got into them were way more than we needed in terms of space and in terms of upkeep and, and ultimately it has made me come to the conclusion that I really am happier in much, much smaller, simpler spaces and has given me the interest in an interest in minimalism and uh, in the whole tiny house movement, in fact. But my experience in real estate has been buying and selling properties, some of which we, we made a good return on and some of which we lost a lot on. (laughs) And I think this is actually another great example of a place where I could have benefited greatly in retrospect, if I had worked with, with, some people who were more experienced than me along that trajectory, I could have benefited from their wisdom. And one thing that I've learned from listening to podcasts about real estate investment over the years, such as bigger pockets podcast and your podcast and others out there is that wherever you are, you can all, you know, of course you can benefit from, from working with people who are further along than you and wherever you may B, there's likely a group of real estate investors, even locally, that you can go, you can get to know them, you can go to their meetups and benefit from learning on a more local level from people who are the experts in your region. Bigger Pockets is is a absolutely great platform. And I, I do share that on 
Um, we've got a company called Physician Wealth Systems as the resource section of that. It's a great forum. Like in looking back when these guys started so long ago, building this platform where you have forums where you can interact and you can meet people. It's just remarkable. The podcast um, and then Brandon Turner, I think is his name um, with the book, the rental property book. And he's got one for, uh, you know, little to no money down kind of stuff. So there's so many resources in there and so many people to meet. And expanding your association is a massive piece of that. That's where I said earlier, don't be afraid to get out of the physician circle, right? To get out of there, go in it with the understanding that even though somebody looks like they know what they're doing, they don't necessarily always know what they're doing, but you can gain from those types of relationships um, along the way. What was one thing that stood out to you, Jen, on the one that you lost money on? And I know it's it's just a... Uh, uh, kind of like a point in a snapshot of one scenario here, but what's the biggest takeaway from the one besides not being around, um, I guess, professionals or not having coaches from, um, from a real estate investor perspective on that, on that deal that you lost money on was something that stands out to you that you would love to share with other people, whether it's the scenario or the particular instance that caused it. Well, I would say two things. One is you make money when you buy. So you want to be sure that you're getting a, the very best possible deal when you purchase and, and don't count on appreciation. If you get appreciation, then of course that's basically a bonus, but you really should be working your numbers so that you know you're, you're making money from the time you make your purchase. And of course, you want to know what you're getting into in terms of what's going to need to be done on the property. But, but secondly, I think that the other piece of, of, you know, really this is very fundamental, but not purchasing something because you feel passionate about it. You love the house for some reason or other, but to actually just work the numbers and keep your, Keep your emotions about the the place out of out of the equation. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And you know how much that I've lived these two things in my life. Um, this, so this is my lane. This is my world. Uh, but early on, I've I learned this early on that the the profit is made on the acquisition, meaning on the purchase. It is realized on the sale. So understanding that. Um, that it takes an equation to do that helps you with the second thing you mentioned too, Jen, because it is math. It is not emotional. And when I'm, when there was a time I had 13 employees and I have a nationwide real estate acquisition company and I had agents, uh, you know, four to six people at all full time in an office and they're always acquiring. And I was always entertaining to me when somebody would come up and say, Hey, Brett, look at this house. It's so cute. And I'm like, uh, show me the numbers. I don't care what it looks like. Show me the numbers. Because to me, cash flow is cute. Cash flow is beautiful. But there is a piece inside of this, uh, Jen, where we can, it's emotional. It, I'm, I'm sorry. It's about math. It's not about the emotion. So we've got to pull that out. And we got to realize that we're finding deals and not making deals. So these things all stand out on the acquisition side. Now, past that, once that stuff works, then I can start looking at these pieces on the exit strategy themselves saying, okay, is this Airbnb? How is this going to perform? Would I want to stay there? Not that the one I'm going to be staying there, but then I can start putting these emotional pieces back in. The foundation is laid just like you said on that math equation, because it's 
on the acquisition and then it's not emotional, right? Absolutely. hundred percent. Two beautiful things there. And I've lived it so much. So in now in these days, what's keeping you from investing in real estate these days? Well, I am somewhat working towards simplifying what I'm doing. And so I'm just actually, I, I said earlier that there's no such thing as passive investment, but there are some real estate opportunities that are passive investments, such as REITs and, you know, investing in a way that completely removes your personal time commitment from manage, managing. And, and I know you can outsource management as well, but I'm focusing more on just completely passive investment and also leaning away from commercial investment in those uh, groups right now, just with the market trending as it is. Yeah. And um, in that path too, just touching on the, the commercial aspect of it, um, I know I say this a lot. We're talking about it a lot. Again, this is why I get, I love talking because I'll, I'll talk with syndicators. I'll talk with uh, sponsors, you know, uh, money raisers, um, all kinds of stuff that we get to talk about on the show. The crazy thing of the market right now is the cost of money. Um, and I mean, I literally, I'm, I'm reviewing loan sheets like in between, um, the, the recording here. So completely understand that the rise of insurance cost, the rise of taxes, these things are squeezing opportunities and really shifting the way of things that are happening. So, um, in this process, it's going to really vet the good operators. It's going to wean out the bad operators. And unfortunately, there are, are, Passive investors and active investors alike are going to be hurting from this time in the market. So, um, from the outside looking in, you know, it just, it is a good time to be holding, holding steady on these things. Um, but understanding it's, it's cyclical, just like residential commercial is cyclical. It's going to go up and it's going to come down and watching and knowing those trends, understanding when you can get in and being comfortable making those decisions. And you'd mentioned the REIT, the real estate investment trust. Those are typically, um, of avenue where it is more passive. And, um, I guess one of the downfalls of the REITs is you don't get the tax benefits where you could get those as a limited partner, depending on how the returns are laid out. You could have those as a limited partner. Um, act definitely as a, um, like a general partner kind of thing, you could get those depreciations. But like you say, it is simplified. It simplifies things and it makes it easier. So to me, I appreciate that because you know where you are, what you want to do. And then there's definitely, the, you understand the why behind it. So you're being intentional on your path and understanding that just everybody's journey is a little bit different, Jen. And for you to be happy on where you're at and where you're going and the returns that you're getting from that, that has value in and of itself. And I think that fills that first bucket we talked about, that love bucket and being able to just be happy. And one of the things in my life when, you know, as a high performer on um, figuring out that path of, uh, of the pig, I don't know if you've heard it called that. I'll call it the pig, the passive income goal. Um, you know, what's it take? What do you, what do you want, Brett? How many, you know, what's the, is it a dollar sign? You know, you need then, okay, I can divide it by this many doors and get you there and all of this. But when I, when I really sit down and think about and understand the why, feel the why, it's not the number of doors. It's not. It's not the dollar sign. Um, 
it's just about happiness for me. And maybe that's a better, better number for the bucket is the happiness. And we've simplified so much over the years um, as well. And I can completely appreciate that simplification piece in the minimalist piece. So here I sit in this lane with you, Jen, I sit content, but not complacent, right? So I'm going to sit here happy and I'm going to keep driving, but I'm going to enjoy the journey. That's the part that matters. Absolutely. I mean, there's really no, no sitting still. I think wherever we are, we're always striving for the next thing, but that can also include, in my case, sim- simplifying and trying to buy time that to spend doing things that I really care about and with the people that I care most about. Absolutely. Jackpot, jackpot, fill in the love bucket. It might be the name of the show today. Just fill the love bucket, make it feel good, you know, because all this other stuff is about math and numbers and, you know, studies and all this. But you just got to we got to make sure we take care of ourselves along the way. Jen, what's one thing if you could go back 10 or 15 years and tell somebody, not yourself, I don't want you to change yourself. I want you to tell somebody just like you in your situation 10 to 15 years ago, what would you tell them? About real estate or about life in general? Anything, anything that you want. What's the first thing that pops into your mind that could have affected um, your outcome in a positive manner? Not that we're changing ourselves. That's why this is very particular. It's for somebody else listening. Well, absolutely. And I, I have young adult kids, so maybe I'll think about what I would say to them. What I have tried to do for them and for young physicians is to to get them thinking about their finances as early as possible so that they educate themselves and are taking intentional steps. If you're thinking about buying that luxury car or buying the big house right after you finish your residency or fellowship, pause and think about what the options would be if you spent that money a different way before you make those kind of lifestyle leaps. Think about what you might say to yourself, what your future self may say if you instead invested that money and then get your investments in line as early as you can get that working for you so that you have more options as you go forward. And then later, if you decide you want to buy the luxury car or upgrade the house, then then you have those options in the future. Beautiful. Um, and we're talking about a scenario here where we would ask somebody to be present in those decisions. And in that, in those moments, think about compounding interest because that's the change. That's where this time is a function here uh, of, of what's going to happen. Because we talked about it earlier, Jen, everybody has the same amount of time, right? 24 hours in a day. And whether it's Uncle Warren, you know, Warren Buffett, he's got 24 hours and his are pretty valuable hours in the day, right? But everybody has the same amount of time. The difference is what they did 10 years ago, what they did 15 years ago, what they did 20 years, because that's the compound effect of it. Those little bitty things start adding up. And when you watch, when you hold down that lifestyle creep, when you hold down, I'm um, I'm guilty of this that I've learned. And I didn't see it until my wife was part of this 
uh, window. And you know what I'm talking about? The Jahara's window letting me see this. I deserve this. I worked for this. I earned for this. I deserve this. Well, Brett, it doesn't matter because it matters what happens with this decision now, 10 years from now, right? And that idea that that's the difference maker when if we could hold back that lifestyle creep, hold on and think about this decision and how this will affect me 10 years from now. Can I live without this? Is this going to change my life? What's it going to be like? You know, understanding these things, because when we place that compound interest into effect in our own lives, and then that's the set and forget that I want to see, right? I don't want to see this set and forget with a financial planner and just hope that things work out. I struggle with that. I, I work very hard to understand what I'm doing and being a professional at what I'm doing, using the best resources, doing the best things. And then all of a sudden, I'm just giving my money away and crossing my fingers, not giving it attention, not giving it time, right? And hoping that, that it works. But if I'm compounding these returns, if I make an investment early on and I know I'm taking that, I'm putting right back in, watching these things grow is amazing. But it's not something that happens where it's like I can turn on the computer every day. Boom. Yes. Boom. Yes. Yes. It's growing. Right. It takes faith. Um, it takes faith and it takes the right people around us. That's a big piece, Jen. Uh, and the resources that we have available. Thank you so much for putting this stuff together. Um, everybody out there, check out the website, docworking.com, D-O-C-W-R-R- W-O-R-K-I-N-G.com. We'll put it in the description too, where we can surround ourselves, right? With people who've, who've gone through this, who know what's going on with, with other coaches, right? Uh, to help us get through this because we're not alone. We all have the same amount of time in the day. We're not alone. Let's leverage each other. Let's leverage relationships and, and make this enjoyable. Beautifully said. And I love what you're doing with your podcast, Brett. So thank you so much for, for inviting me and for this conversation. Awesome. Um, my pleasure, our pleasure. Hopefully um, the listeners feel the same, uh, just join the conversation. And um, I'm hoping that I'm saying things over and over and over again, because a lot of people like me, maybe it's the Jahara window effect of everything. I need to hear it. I need to say it. I need to see other people going through that experience before I'm taking action and saying, oh, I guess I do need to focus on this. Or that's the next step that I could take because everybody's journey is a little bit different. Thank you so much for your time today, Jen, and sharing your journey. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. Very cool. And the um, one more time before we go, the uh, the podcast is Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast, right? And they can find that on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, all the top platforms. Absolutely. Yep. Everywhere you get your podcasts, we're there. Awesome. So we check that out. Um, you can check out the website. And um, just again, thank you, everybody out there today um, for your time. And like I always say, for your attention, because without attention, time just doesn't have a lot of value for us. Thank you for giving us your attention today. And if you've got any questions, please shoot us an email info at physicianwellsystems.com. Uh, if you know anybody that wanted to be a guest, well, please shoot us an email. Uh, we'd love to have you on the guest and share your experience, share your journey until next time.